situation. I am Peggy. You're kind of. All right, love you too. Okay, thanks, Peggy. Uh, Bye. And it feels weird without my hat on. Um, like she said, I am Russ. Uh, I've been in Alateen for about nine years now. or do something out in the woods together. Um, that was always fun. Me and him would go fishing. It, oh God, it was like 2 or 3 in the morning. I mean, the sun wasn't even up, and he'd wake me up and say, it's time to go fishing. I'd be like, but it's not even daytime. He was like, well, the fish aren't biting until the daytime. And I was like, then why don't we sleep until daytime and then go out? And he was like, because then they won't be biting. I was like, well, make up your mind, dude. They're confusing. And... Uh, We'd get everything together, and we'd go out and start fishing, and you'd open up the tackle box, and there'd be four um, drinks, two beers and koozies, and two pops and koozies, because we kept them in koozies because they'd stay cold. And uh, he'd, always, he'd always have his beer. I'd always have some kind of pop. What's the Coke? I like Coke. Um, we'd always fish, um, work on trucks together, because I could fit under the truck on little guys. Uh, he's not so little guy. He, he's a big guy, but he's uh, he's losing weight and he's getting his health under control now. Um, but it, when, when I was younger, like four or five, I'm not real good on dates or ages or that stuff. But he'd always be drinking. Never really got out of hand or anything until um, September '07. That's the only date I know. Um, when me, my sister, and my mom was in a really bad car accident. My mom pulled out in front of somebody on the highway, and we got T-boned. Uh, they tried by finding my sister to the hospital because she got pained in, and they wasn't sure how bad she was until she got out, and she was walking around. Um, I just broke the window with my head. <laughs> I've always had a hard head. My sponsor says so. Um, I, I walked away from that. Uh, my mom, she got three different breaks in her pelvis, and she was bedridden for about three months. And that's what uh, started my dad drinking whiskey. And uh, it wasn't too bad at first. You know, we'd be, he'd take me to or from football practice, and he'd take a shot or two before he'd leave, take a shot or two at the at red light when he got a chance, take a shot or two when we got there. Um, and then after practice, he, uh, he smelled a little bit more like alcohol. My dad never slurred. His driving never, he didn't swerve or anything. You really couldn't tell he was drunk unless you smelled it. Um, he was really good at hiding it. And it, it, it took a, me and my mom a really long time to see actually how much he was drinking. And um, it got up to about half a gallon of whiskey a day. It, that's a lot of whiskey, and he wasn't eating much, and he was gaining a lot of weight because all the sugar and stuff in the whiskey. Um, but in, uh, I was about middle school-ish or so when uh, he started getting really bad with alcohol. Um, I, he 
He didn't hang out with me anymore. He'd say we'd go fishing or hunting in the morning. I'd wake him up, which is weird because I don't want don't wake up in the morning. I hate the morning. I didn't wake up till about eleven today. Um, he he'd still be sleeping. I'll be like, hey, let's go fishing or let's go hunting. Let's go do something. He'd be like, oh, I, don't, I don't feel good. Maybe tomorrow. Well, tomorrow came. Well, let's do it tomorrow. I got school tomorrow. He was like, oh, well, let's do it Friday. I was like, I still got school Friday. He was like, well, it's Saturday. And he was like, all right. So Saturday came around. Never went fishing or hunting. Um, I started hunting alone, which I didn't mind until I got it. And deer always weighed more than I did, and it was always pain. <laughs> um, but he just stopped hanging out with me, stopped helping me with my homework. My mom, she slowly uh, went off on her own way with my dad. They were always fighting. My dad, when I was younger, my dad actually got really drunk and got uh, really mad. I think it was at my sister. She's a devil. Or my mom. I don't remember who he got mad at that day, but it wasn't me. He never got mad at me. I was perfect in every way. Um... But he got mad and shoulder uh, shoulder charged the bathroom door and locked my mom in for like three hours. And uh, he finally had to break it off, break it the rest of the way so, so she could get out. And that was really scary. Seeing your mom locked in the bathroom and your dad freaking out and just breaking all kinds of stuff. It was really scary for me. Um, and then... Like three years later, there was still no bathroom door. <laughs> my, my dad said he'd get around to it, and eventually my mom said, can you take your truck and go to Menards and pick up a door and a, and a handle? And I said, yeah, I can do that. And I went, and about eight hours later, my dad was still standing and cutting the door, trying to get it to fit. I, he finally got uh, drunk enough where he passed out, and in ten minutes I had the door up. Fitted, squared, and had the door handle on it. And my mom was like, thank you. And I was like, you're welcome. It wasn't very hard. Well, I guess running a salt drunk can be pretty difficult. Um, and then, uh, it was about eighth grade, no, sixth grade, is when my dad's drinking was really getting out of hand. Because I was getting in a lot of fights in sixth grade. Yeah, I was, yeah, that's right. I'm sorry. Um, he, my dad, was always getting angry. He was always, I would say he was an abusive drunk, but he wasn't physically abusive. He tried to hit me one time, and it was uh, warm out. That's all I remember. It was warm. It was a nice day out. He he put his hand up like he was going to hit me. And I drew back my fist and said, hit me. I'm not going to come back. And I walked out. I left. So my mom and dad, I'll be back Monday. Because it, it was like a Thursday. I left, went to my best friend's house. His name's Bo. I love that guy to death. He knows a lot about me. He knows a lot what I've been through. And I, I went, hung out at his house. He took me to school because me and him went to the same school. Me and him hung out all the time. Um, he loved when I came over, and I loved it too because I always got away from my dad when he was drunk, 
and he loved me because I got small hands and I can fit my hand in the engine and get the bolt that he dropped because he just can't reach it. Um, but having my dad getting drunk every day, getting so angry, and always yelling and fighting with my mom or my sister or me, I'd always just go and hide in my room. And they never really bothered me. If they wanted me, they'd just yell my name. And then I'd start getting, and then they just start screaming and yelling at me like, I'm coming, give me a chance. You know, I got a little legs. It takes me a while to get somewhere. And I'm not sure why I let it bother me that much. But, I don't know, it, it just hurt so much seeing my dad get drunk like that every single day and killing kill himself. And it, it was just, I, I really didn't have anybody to talk to back then. And in sixth grade, I was getting in a fight. Uh, I get like, um, there's this uh, two months straight, this is what I did at school. I'd go to school, and before the first class even started, I'd be in a fight. And be sitting in the dean's office. My mom and dad would come pick me up. I'd be suspended for two days. And then on Thursday, when I got back, I'd, I'd get in a different fight with some other kid. And I'd get suspended for two more days. And then once I came back, I'd get another fight. I did that for about two months straight. I have no idea how I passed that class, how I passed that semester. I got like one D minus. Everything else is S. I guess the teachers just didn't want to have me again. I don't know. I didn't really care. I hated that place. Everybody was so mean to me. Um, and then it, it was getting to be closer to New Year's, and my dad was, he was getting really, really, really bad, and uh, it, nobody really wanted to be around him. Um, I wouldn't come home until uh, I knew he was passed out, because I texted my mom, is he out? And she texted me yes or no, and if she said no, she knew I wouldn't be home until till she texted me he is, um, which... My mom and dad really didn't mind because I, I was in uh, ROTC at the time. And so they knew I was with my ROTC buddies. And one of them was Bo. So I, I always hang out with Bo. Um, it, it was getting to be around New Year's Eve. And my, no, oh, this was a confusing day. Oh, I was so confused. My mom texted me or called me. No, she called me because my mom don't text. She's old. Come on, that was funny. Um, she called me and said, "Hey, I'm gonna, um, we're gonna, I'm gonna come home, and then you and Dad can get in the car, and then we'll go to the uh, ICU basketball game, and then we'll go to uh, no. Before this, I'm sorry. Before that, that night, my dad finally said that he needed help quitting drinking, and we went to the family doctor." And he said to go to the Hamilton Center in Terre Haute. And my, my dad wanted to, to go to the liquor store and pick up some whiskey before he went. And my mom said, no, let's just go right there since we're real close. Excuse me. And then uh, on the way home, we can stop and, get, and grab some because it's just right down the road. And he said, okay. He didn't leave that night. Oh, that, hit, that made him mad. That made him real mad. Um, he didn't leave for like three or four days. He didn't tell anybody he was there. He just told work and everything that he was sick and couldn't make it. And then uh, he was sober for like a week or two. And then he 
the New Year's Eve, because at Hamilton, they told us that there's this big New Year's Eve party with AA and Alan on. No, I'm sorry. They told us that there was an Alan on an AA meeting at this uh, pizza place in Terre Haute. Sunday, it was like 6 or 7 in the morning. Oh, it was so early. I, it, it was called the sun, sun, sunrise, sunshine, yeah, sunshine something or another. Uh, it, it was too early. I was still asleep when I got there. Um, and my dad went off with the AAs and they did their boring thing. And my mom drove me into the al because back then we didn't know about Alateen. And there wasn't an Alateen meeting at that place. And there was this nice um, woman named Judy. And she handed me a packet full of Alateen stuff. And I just looked at it, saw a bunch of words, and just passed it on. She said, no, that was for you. And I said, that's a lot of words. You expect me to read that? I've read one book in my entire life, and it had pictures in it. To this day, I still haven't read many books. Um, and... My mom, she seemed to really like Al-Anon. I think that's just that she could go and vent and talk about all the drama and bullcrap that she deals with. She knows I don't listen to it. That's not my job. Um, I worry about me. And I found, and Judy said that day that I, that I don't have to worry about anybody but me. And that gave me the perfect excuse to my parents. Because uh, they'd yell and scream at me and be like, why are you screaming at me? Don't worry about us. You worry about you. I worry about us. Judy said so. And I didn't like that. That didn't go very well with my mom and dad. Um, and at that meeting, uh, I was sitting there and just listening to everybody. And I was like, they were making jokes. And I was like, them jokes ain't fun. I don't know why y'all are laughing at that stuff. It, it, it ain't funny. I don't get it. Is it something I don't get? Is it a hype thing? Like, in age, because everybody there was older than me. They could be my mom or my grandma. Um, there, was, there was no other guy there. It was just me. I was the only guy, and that bothered me. Because, I don't know. It was just a bunch of old, old women. And by that, I mean under 60. They weren't that old. But old is just a perception thing. That's about the biggest word I'm going to use in this entire talk. I promise you that. I don't like big words. Um, and they told us about this um, New Year's Eve party. And my mom was like, yeah, we could, we could do that after the basketball game. So me, me and, I was home uh, with my dad. I was out in the woods building my log cabin that nobody else knew about because my dad would get drunk and I couldn't go anywhere because it was too icy or bad weather. I would just go out in the woods and build something. I had this giant log cabin that nobody knows about till well, now. You guys know about it now. I built it with nothing but a pocket knife, a machete. I found mushroom hunting in the woods once. And a uh, hatchet that I made in, uh, in shop class that the teacher didn't know I made. <laughs> um, yeah, it's... It's a nice log cabin. It took me a long time. Of course, I had a lot of a lot of time to do it because my dad was drunk every night and every day. About every, he, I don't think he was ever sober in this uh, from '07 to '010 or so. I don't think he was ever sober. Um, but New Year's Eve came around, 
I don't know what year it is at the time, but New Year's Eve came, and my mom called, and she said that we were going to, um, she's going to come home from work, because my dad was working nights at the time, which gave him a perfect reason to, uh, to drink, because he'd get off work, go to the liquor store, stock up, drink all day while we're gone, pass out, wake up, go to work, after a drink. So that, that made it really hard for me and my mom to see how much she was drinking, because I'd be at school and she'd be at work. And he he would get, no, I'm sorry, my mom called and said that she was going to come and pick us up and we'd go to a basketball game. Well, my dad thought that we were going to meet there. And he was drinking, and his driving that day was really bad. It's the worst I've ever seen. He was all over the place. I asked if he wanted me to drive, and he said, no, I'm not. He said, no, I'm not drunk. Your mom's the one that's drunk. And I was like, Mom, don't drink. She maybe has one drink a year, if that. And it's mostly like Oliver wine, which is like two proof or something. I mean, it's basically water and fruit juice. And she called because she passed us on, the, on our road, and that made my dad mad because he had to turn around and all this. And, and, and nothing that day made my dad happy. And we went to the basketball game, and I thought my dad was, the first time in my life, I thought he was going to get thrown out of the game for yelling at the refs. And he was getting really bad. I've, heard, I've never heard cuss words like that. I thought he was making them up. He probably was. Who knows? I couldn't understand him. But uh, they had this nice, like, dinner thing um, at the game, and we went, and my dad kept saying how drunk my mom was and and how I'm, I've grown up. And I was like, you've not been around for me to grow up. You've just been off in your room getting drunk and shit and really drunk. And I've uh, just been in my room whittling or doing whatever I wanted at the, at the time. And... He, after the game, we went to the New Year's Eve party, and my dad was still very drunk, and he went off with the AAs when we got there, my mom was, I've never seen my mom that pissed, mad, I'm sorry, I've never seen my mom that mad, and I, I was just like, you're an idiot, you look like an idiot, you're stumbling around, you're almost paying yourself, and you're an idiot, and he went off with the AAs. I didn't see my mom or dad that night till they came and got me because I was hanging out with some, with some allergies because they were my age and I found, me some, found somebody that was my age and knew what I was going through. Because Alan on is just like, my grandbaby's drinking. My dad's drinking. It's kind of an age gap thing. I know you're supposed to take what you can and leave the rest. But it, it's just really hard for a teenager to get anything out of an Alamon because the, the age gap is just so bad. Because there's been one Alamon member that I've met that is semi-close to my age. Still be my dad, easily. But his, um, his parents and his wife was the drinkers in his life, which made it a little bit easier for me to relate with. Um, but my dad said that he, it was the weirdest blackout he's ever woke up in because he, he woke up surrounded by a bunch of alcoholics. <laughs> I know some of you out there that, that uh, know the day that I'm talking of, and it, it was, you know, that must have been pretty funny for you. 
somebody getting drunk every day can affect you the way it did me. Um, I wasn't shown much affection as a child. I wasn't, I haven't had a birthday party ever that I remember. Um, I haven't had any friends over my, my entire life. Uh, I, I, I guess you could say I, I was sheltered, but Some stuff helps, helped me get through it. Other stuff didn't. Um, when I finally got to Alateen, because that, that sunny, that sunshine, early morning, Alamon meeting, Judy told me about an Alateen meeting. And I was like, well, what's that? And she said, it's, it's like Alanon, but a lot more funner, less words, and there will uh, be kids your age. And I said, okay. And she said, there's girls. And I was like, I'm in. <laughs> Um, and then the, the Tuesday came around, and my mom and dad was like, you want to go? And I was like, no. I'm not going to talk about my problems. I don't have problems. You're the ones with the problems. I ain't got nothing wrong with me. And they are like, well, you got anger? I was like, I ain't got nothing wrong with my anger. You're the one that has the problem. Ain't nothing wrong with my anger. I have it under control. I know I'm mad right now. Ain't no problem there. <laughs> and she was like, well, what about all in school fights? And I was like, hey, the other kid deserved it. All right? He picked on me. And he looked at me funny. I didn't like it. So I hit him. And they were like, you hit him first. And I was like, no. He looked at me first. I just hit him with my fist first. There's a difference. Um, and after a while, going to Alateen, it was just me and Judy, which was a sponsor for that meeting. Um, she she couldn't make it to that meeting one day, and I was like, well, I'll just go outside in the hallway and just hang out by myself, because I wasn't going to sit down on a meeting with my mom, because that means i got to listen to a bunch of al Not old people, al and I'm sorry to any al out there, but y'all are boring, and you use two big words. I don't like um, big words are confusing. Anything over like four letters is too big. That's why my name is Russ. Four letters. Yeah, four letters. And um, Peggy, which is my uh, sponsor now, she came up to me and said, Hey, we can have your Alateen meeting. I'm an Alateen sponsor. And I said, No, I'm okay. And she was like, No, you're coming. Let's go. Get your stuff. And I looked at my mom like, are you going to let this crazy woman talk to me like that? And she just looked at me and just smiled and she said, have fun. And I was like, oh my God. What if she wants to kill me? And my mom said, no what? And Peggy said, oh, I got a nice bomb on, man- on my mantle for you. And I was like, that was funny. I can't help but laugh at that one. That was funny. And I went to, the, to that meeting in the little tiny room that we had, and it got to me, because um, it was just me and the sponsor for like six months or something. It was, it was a long time with me and just a sponsor. And but Judy, Judy let me get away with, not, with saying I don't want to share or I don't want to read. I didn't go very far with Peggy. I told, I told Peggy no. She stared at me like she wanted to come across the table and choke me. 
And she said, no, you're reading and sharing. And I said, no. And she was like, yes, you are. And I was like, huh. How does this make you feel? Mad. Why? I don't know. You're making me mad. Why? I don't know. I told you that. Stop making me repeat myself. And she was like, I think you have an anger issue. And I said, no. I have an issue with you. And she was like, no, you don't. You love me. I was like, oh, God, no. You're wrong. I don't like you. I've come to love that woman. As you can see, when I got introduced, she knows how to make me laugh and smile, which I, I really needed because I didn't smile or laugh much as a kid. I, I was just angry. I had two emotions, angry and angrier or neutral. I was at like once in a blue moon or purple moon, whichever is here. Yeah, I was just always angry. Everything set me off. But uh, because of Peggy, I started going to Alateen for me. I didn't have to get dragged anymore. My mom wouldn't. I, I went to Alateen for like a month because my, me and my mom would always go to Quiznos before, and I'd always get this awesome sandwich that was like as big as I am, and I'd eat it, and I'd be like, yes, this is good food. I love eating food. It's one of my favorite pastimes. And um, I'd always go get this food. It, it got to the point where the wait, where the girl behind the counter knew my name by my face. I didn't have to tell her my name for my order anymore, and she knew what I was going to get. She would just, I'd walk in, she'd be like, hey, Russ, same thing. I'd be like, yeah, same thing. And she'd be like, what about your mom? And I was like, my mom changes her mind all the time. Um, so, because of Peggy not letting not letting me get away with anything that I wanted to get away with, I started to get stuff out of the program. Finally, I got I was getting my anger under control. And in one meeting, Peggy said, "What are you doing Friday?" And I said, "Probably hanging out with my buddy." And she said, "Bo," and I was like, "Yeah." You remember that? And she was like, well, yeah, I listened and paid attention to you when you talk. And I was like, people do that? Man, I felt so awesome. People uh, sitting down and staring at me as I talk and ramble on about my life. It makes me feel awesome. Kind of like what y'all are doing right now. <laughs> um, she said there's a there's another outing meeting around if you... If you, if you uh, come to my house on Friday, I'll drive you down, and uh, we can go to the meeting. And I was like, well, is it just going to be me and you, like, on Tuesday? And she was like, oh, no, there's girls, and they're your age. And I said, all right, I'm going to go. And I went, and uh, I talked with them. I made them laugh. Did my normal rust thing where I just made everybody laugh. And it, it, uh, I, I enjoyed that meeting. It was a lot nicer having somebody, having another team there. Because when it was just me and my sponsor, I had a whole hour to talk about all the problems and stuff that I wanted to talk about. But I couldn't really get anything back, which is really what the program is about, giving and taking. And when I got to the Friday night meeting, I was actually getting stuff back. And for a long time, one meeting in particular, we had a newcomer come, and the topic was grief. 
because uh, the sponsor recently lost her uh, sponsor died. And there was two of the girls lost a family member that was very close to them. And then we had the newcomer. And all of them was crying. Everybody at that table was crying but me. And I, that was the first meeting I didn't say a word. And at the very end, Peggy asked me why I didn't say anything. And I said, well, the, the only thing I've had a grief over lately is when my truck broke down. And she like, of course you didn't say something like that. I was like, what? I don't like talking about grief. I mean, it makes me think of my truck. I just want to drive my truck that's broken. You don't know what that's like. I love that truck. And she was like, you're, what, you're something else. And I was like, well, at least I'm not crazy and belong in a straight jacket. She didn't think it was funny. I did. I thought it was funny. Um, but being that I've uh, started going to that Friday night Alateen meeting, I was getting so much stuff out of it that I, I couldn't believe it. And um, my school was getting a lot better. I was actually getting C's. And my mom was like, wow, who did you copy off of now? I was like, no. Okay, well, maybe I did math, but that's different. You know, nobody likes math. It's, it's like a foreign language or something. Um, it's something else. But um, I've always gotten aided in shop class. Because i got to work with my hands, and i got to be off by myself, which I like. Well, I like, there's a different, I've learned... Uh, one of my friends in, uh, from uh, from the S'mores Alateen group in Indy, or Carmel, there's a huge difference, apparently. I don't think so. But he said um, that... Uh, I'm sorry. <clears throat> oh, I did. That just totally left my mind. I'm sorry. I'll come back to that. Probably not. Um, anyway... Um, I wouldn't be his friend. He wears flatball hats. He listens to rap and all kinds of little crap. I don't even know what else to explain it as. Um, he he wears skinny jeans. He skateboards. He, he is extremely different than me. I'm up here in camo and boots, and I, I listen to country. I drive, I have two trucks actually, and um, I, I'm just about as country as they can come. And because of Alateen, me and him are so close. We, I, don't, I don't know how we got so close. I don't know. It, it's so weird. People, uh, the other kids at our high school, they would try to figure out how we're friends. Because we're just so different. And I don't think you just don't understand. Because I didn't want to break his anonymity. And I didn't like a lot of people outside the program knowing that I'm in the program because they just don't get it. They ask me the questions. And I'm like, you're something else. Um, but I don't, I, because of Alateen and everything I've been through, it it's just made me grow up. You know, 
my dad going into rehab for two, two months, two and a half months straight, being an indie, not being able to see him, I'd have to step up and be the man of the house, take care of my mom, take care of my sister, cook, because my mom's cooking is god-awful. Please edit that out, baby. I don't want my mom to know that. Oh, her cooking, it's not edible. Quite often. I love my mom. I love her, but she can't cook. I cook most of the time. I honestly do. Um, my dad can't grill. I'm sorry. He just can't. I can't. I don't know how I can grill so good or cook so good. I don't know. Neither one of my parents can do it well. I don't know where I got it from. It's not like I ever watched the food channel. That stuff makes me hungry. Um, but because of Alateen and um, like growing up, I was just alone. I didn't really have anybody. Nobody seemed to really care or want me. And at Alateen, I get that care and that love that I've been craving for my whole life. And at Comiac, for those of you that don't know what Comiac is, it's the Kentucky, Ohio, Indiana, Michigan Alateen Conference. It's huge. It's like uh, Ikiak or Omiak or whatever the... Ikipaw, out, yeah. It's like that, but a lot better because it's Comiac. And there's a, there's a thing at Comiac where the, everybody gets split up into two groups. You got the circle, and you got the inside. That's two groups. And the people around the cir- uh, that make up the circle, when the, they turn off the, uh, most of the lights to where it's this nice, like, glow, and they play, it's like sad music. I don't know why they play it, but it's sad. I don't like it because I've cried. And Peggy will be really happy that I'm admitting that I've cried there, because she knows I don't admit that, because I've cried, like, four times. And that Comiac was like two of them. Um, but the, uh, the kids in the middle are spread out, and they have their eyes closed and their hands down at their side. And everybody else walks around and just hugs them. That's it. I know it's confusing. It confused me the first time I did it. I did not know why. Until one of my uh, Alateen friends from my home group, she said that it's... Um, it's so that you can love the alcoholic. You can't see them. You have your eyes closed and your hands down because you can't. they can't quite love you back because of the alcohol. And that hit me. I was like, dang, that's good stuff. And, um, man, I'm going to miss Comiac. I got one Comiac left before I age out of Alateen. I have to go into Al-Anon. I'm going to have to expand my vocab so much because my vocab is like 15 words and most of them are engine parts. Um, but at Comiac, there's like three, 400 teams from Michigan, Ohio, Indiana, and Kentucky. And there's meetings till like 2 or 3 in the morning every night. It's a weekend thing. And um, it's just so much love. There's so much love going on. You can go around and just hug everybody, and they'll all hug you back, and they'll all say they love you, because we all, we all love each other. And maybe in a weird way, you know, just like, oh, I don't know you, but I love you. I don't know your name. I probably forgot, but I'm sorry. I'm Russ. I forget names. is what I do. But I love you anyway. Or um, it's just so many people that, that have 
been through something that I've been through. You know, they understand. You know, it's like talking about somebody, talking to somebody that that can pick up a beer, drink half of it, and then dump the rest out. And, and that boggles your guys' mind. <laughs> but for an Alateen, it, um, trying to tell somebody that my dad drinks half a gallon of whiskey a day and he's always passed out and I can do whatever I want, they're like, how does that bother you? And he's got so much freedom. And he never wants to hang out with me. I don't think he likes me. He doesn't say he's proud of me. You know? Like, um, in eighth grade, I was on the swim team. I set a record that was set in 83 and I shattered it by seven seconds. And neither one of my parents said they're proud of me. And I was like, well, I love you guys too, then, I guess. But Alatine, they showed me that I do have a few resentments in my life. Most of them was to my parents. Um, because, uh, I don't know, they made me my childhood hell. I had to grow up so fast, I didn't really have a childhood. You know, my sister got pregnant at 17, but... The father walked out and was making death threats, and that that didn't help my anger issue at all. Oh my gosh, I wanted to kill him. But my nephew lived with me and my family for the first two years of his life. I loved that little boy. I, on his second birthday, he was in the deer stand hunting with me. Uh, he was about three or four, and we were on the back gravel road out in my town of New Goshen, which is like 250 strong on a good day on Thanksgiving when everybody comes in. Uh, me and him was on the back gravel road driving. He was sitting on my lap and driving. He's, we came home and he told my mom and dad that we went so fast. And I looked at him and I said, I was idling. And I was idling like three or four miles an hour. And he, he thought I was going so fast. He loved it. And he said he loves my truck. And I said, why? And he said, because it's red, it's loud, and it's a Chevy. And I said, you're smart. Got it. Chevy's awesome. Go way forward. What's up? Ain't that right, John? Um, but I gotta hand it to Peggy. She's she's gotten me out of my shell. And at my very first Comiac, uh, I was the only guy that went. It was like a four or five hour drive in a fifteen passenger van with seven girls. And then the two sponsors that were also female, I was the only guy. I thought it was going to be awesome. No, they talked about girl stuff the entire time. Oh, my God. I didn't know you could have a half-hour conversation about this guy's butt. I was so confused. I just was like, I'm going to go to sleep. I wound up being used as a pillow. I had, I, I wound up getting sat in the middle after we got to, uh, to get food. I had a girl sleeping on me over here. I had a girl sleeping on me over here. And then there was, they were like, well, where am I going to sleep? And I was like, there's a window. She was like, it's cold. And I was like, well, that sucks. I'm sorry. You can write it down if you want. You know, of course that. She didn't think it was funny. I did. I thought it was funny. Um, but when we got to Comiac, being the only guy, um, I, I was put in a different building because of the guys and the girls. And she, uh, Peggy said, when you get your stuff put up, we'll meet back here. 
And I said, okay. Well, when I, uh, when I got done, I looked around. I was like, always waiting on women. Always. That's the written stone. Men are always going to wait on women. And I, I was like, well, that's nice. Out. There's a bench. I'm going to go sit, sit on the bench. The next thing I know, I have 13 girls walk up on me. And I look at their tag because uh, Peggy said that we're going to meet and they go to registration and get our tag. So I was looking at their tag. And I was like, it doesn't say anything about Comey. I don't know if they're with us. But then they opened their mouth, and I was like, oh, my God, they got a North Carolina accent. I'm talking to them. And Peggy walked up to me, and she said, hey, Russ, you ready to, you ready to go get registered? And I was like, what the girls, come on now. You can't do this to me, Peggy. And she's like, come on, we got to go get registered and everything. I was like, fine. Because a happy Peggy means everybody else on the planet is happy. Trust me. If any of you know her, if you know that if she's not happy, nobody is happy. And she, uh, we went and got registered, and she said, I see you finally came out of your shell. It took two years, but you came out. And I said, well, why would I? It's nice in there. you got deer mounts everywhere. There's truck parts laying all over the floor. It's nice. And she was like, I know. I took it, and I'm living in here, and you're not allowed back. And I was like, but it's mine. She was like, stop being selfish. It's a, it's an honest program. You're supposed to help other people, not yourself. I was like, always wrong program. Her favorite thing to do because she knows it makes me mad. But at that Comiac, I cried. I don't like admitting that because growing up, the guy doesn't show emotion. He's there to protect the family, take care of the family. It's the women's job to have the emotions and all that drama. Men don't deal with that. We go to work, we come home, we take care of the family. And we cook because mom can't cook. It's our job. But, I don't know, there was just something about crying. That, I don't know. It just made me feel so much better. I'm not sure why. I, I, I enjoyed crying that day. Peggy came up to me, and she had an entire box of tissues, and she said, I'm not sure if this is enough. I'll be back. And I said, that's not funny. And she was like, oh, I'm dying. I'll probably need a box for myself because I'm laughing so hard. And I was like, you're so mean to me. And she was like, but I love you. I was like, I know, I love you too. But I don't know how she understood me. I was crying so hard. And uh, Alice, I love Allison so much. It's, it's gotten me to where I don't care or give two shakes of rat's tail about anything. You could be like, hey. Some kid just hit your truck. Is he all right? Yeah. How's my truck? I always told him, no, it sucks. I love that thing. I'm going to fix it. I got a hammer. I can fix it. But before Alateen, oh, man, he wouldn't be alive, and y'all would never see me again because I'd have to run from the cops. Oh, but because of Alateen and, and Peggy and all my Alateens that I've met over the years, it's, I don't know, they've changed me so much. Changed me for the better. Because I didn't really have parents to, to uh, teach me right from wrong and morals and all that stuff. I learned them from the Dukes of Hazard and my Alateens. <laughs> um, but normally, before Alateen, if somebody would be crying, I'd be like, why are you crying? And they'd just go off and I'd be like, 
I wonder what I could fix on my truck. You just not pay attention. You're not really caring. You're like, oh, I'm sorry, that sucks. And just walk away. But now that I'm in Alateen, like last night, there was uh, a newcomer texted me from uh, the last week that I was there. And she texted me and told me good luck. Cause, uh, and they sent me a group picture of my home group yesterday because uh, it was probably Peggy's idea. Um, because I couldn't be there because I, uh, because I wouldn't have time to go from college to my home group and then come here. And so they sent me a picture. And um, that newcomer, I've, I've been through a lot of what, what she's been through. You know, her dad is uh, in rehab right now. He's been there for four weeks. My dad's been in rehab two separate times, both for extended months. Um, her, she said her grandpa is an alcoholic. Um, he hasn't admitted that. But um, my grandpa, he looks like a duck. He acts like a duck. He sure, he sure drinks like a duck, but I can't call him a duck. I don't have that right. That's his right to make. But her grandpa looks about the same, too. Of course, my grandpa owning a bar doesn't help the situation in any way at all. Um, but now the team, there's so many of us. Because Comiac knows normally three to 400 teams. And there'd be a, a room about this size just full of kids. It's awesome. It's an amazing sight. Um, and they all love me. I, I love all of them. I don't remember most of their names. But that's why we were named Dennis, because I don't have to remember names. Um, it, it's just amazing to see how many kids has actually been through what I've been through. You know, that, I, I, that's what our team's about. Teens coming together to help each other out. Like Al-Anon's, except it's a lot more funner and less words. Small words. Very small words. Um, you know, Alateen has really saved my life. Um, and uh, I, let me say this and then I'll, I'll close up. If anybody says that Alateen is not a part of Al-Anon and they're an Al-Anon, then they're what Alateen's called Al-Anazis. Um, at the last assembly, they, the Alanons asked if us Alateens could do a skit. And we went through the skits, and most of them had mostly female parts because there's not too many guys in Alateen. It's a fact. I didn't mind it at all. But, um, you know, it's some guy, most of the time, teenage guys just don't talk about their feelings. You know, they just don't do that. I don't mind talking about my feelings now because y'all kind of have to listen to me because you're here. Um, but we did a skit for the assembly, and um, it has things about Alanazis in there, and it, it was so funny. The Alanons loved it. I thought it was some good, funny stuff. Um, but that's all I got, I guess.